I have a message to share with you this morning, which is focused on the Lord Jesus and what He has done for us. I would just like to mention two things, just to bring you up to speed. The one thing is, please remember, tomorrow there will not be a church service. We usually close for one Sunday, the Sunday after Christmas service, and so that's tomorrow. So uh, if you arrive here tomorrow, there's not going to be a service. If you want to pray in your car, in the parking lot, by all means do that, but there's not going to be a service tomorrow. It's also nice just to give the whole team uh, a, a little bit of a break, you know, to lead a service here, there are usually in the region of about 80 volunteers behind the scenes. And it's nice just to give them a little break. And then we will see you again on the 2nd of January. We'll start again. That will be a communion service at 9 o'clock. That will also be our last Sunday service at 9 o'clock. Following that, the 9th of January, we will start with two Sunday morning services, 8 a.m., and 10 a.m. So we just wanted to bring you up to speed with that one. Now, the little bit of scripture here that I want to read, I'm not even going to mention where it's from right now, but it says, now, after Jesus was born, I'd like to focus on the word born just a little bit. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, Behold, wise men came from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born, king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. Just think about it for a moment. Isn't it incredible to contemplate that the Son of God was born physically, came out of a young lady by the name of Mary. He was physically born. It made me think back to the births of my two sons. And really, they were incredible experiences of how, with both of my sons, I was obviously present and uh, got to cut the umbilical cord and so on. But the whole incredible experience of seeing a little baby come out and seeing my boys take their first breaths and begin to cry. And it was quite an amazing, almost an unreal experience seeing them being physically born. Maybe you can relate to what I'm saying. You can think back to the day when your son or daughter or children, whatever, were born. And by the way, we've got uh, a couple here today, Craig uh, and his wife, who have triplets, and uh, they're in the service with us today, if I'm not mistaken. Here they are. Great. Where's the, where's the three? Sorry, I've forgotten your wife's name. Jackie. Craig and Jackie. There's the two. Where's the third one? In the mother's room with somebody else. Just hold up those two little babies for a moment, please. Give them a hand, hey? Wow. I tell you what, uh, to manage with twins is something. To manage with triplets is something incredible. <laughs> we salute you guys. Well done that you managed to get to church this morning. It's amazing. <laughs> but you know, 
Jesus was actually physically born. And he was born for a very specific purpose. Something that I've realized is Father God is highly intentional with everything that he does. Sometimes in our lives, when things are busy happening, we can't really see the sense in it. We don't understand, but why is this happening? Why is the Lord allowing this? Why is this taking place? But I've learned to say, well, God, you work with amazing detail. You work with incredible timing, and your plan is wonderful as you look back on it. Now, Jesus was born for a very specific purpose, and there's one main thing I'd like to say about this purpose, and it is the following. Jesus was born to overcome and to make you an overcomer. If you're going to nod off in my message, well, that's okay. I realize, you know, it was a late Christmas Eve last night. But just remember this one thing. Jesus was born to overcome and to make you an overcomer. Three aspects that I'd like to touch on regards to this. The purpose of Jesus' mission was to overcome, number one. The purpose of Jesus' mission was to overcome. Jesus didn't come to be defeated by the enemy, but he came to overcome and to fulfill the very specific purposes of God. The very specific purposes which had been prophesied in many, 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 many prophecies. And he came to fulfill that which was spoken of the prophets. In 1 John 3 verse 8, it says, For this purpose, the Son of God was manifest. I'd like to say, for this purpose, Jesus was born, that he might destroy the works of the devil. That's 1 John 3 verse 8. So as cute as he was, as any little child is when they are born, at least most of them are cute, I think, uh, I suppose that's uh, subject to opinion, but as sweet as, as the little baby Jesus was when he was born, he actually came out as a warrior. He came out as king. He came out as ruler. He came out with all the authority of heaven in his hand, and he came to destroy the works of the devil. Now, destroying the works of the devil... That sounds like victory to me, because he did it, he accomplished it. Destroying the works of the devil, that sounds like overcoming to me. And I believe that there are many people who don't know the Lord, they have a little bit of an understanding of Jesus being born, and Christmas Day, and Jesus in the manger, and they limit him to that cute little picture but they don't realize he came to destroy the works of the devil. He came to rule and reign. He came to cause you and I to reign in life. Now the question is, what are the two main things that Jesus overcame? I wonder if you know. What are the two main things that Jesus overcame? The one is sin. And the other one is death, which is linked because the wages of sin is death, and these two are linked, but that's based on Romans 5, verse 12 to 21. Yes, Jesus came 
to overcome sin and death. And because Jesus overcame sin, therefore he can forgive your sins. Because Jesus overcame death, therefore he can offer you eternal life. You see, in God's kingdom, things work on rights and authority. And when Jesus overcame sin and death, he got the right and the authority to forgive your sin. He got the right and authority for you to not be subject to death, but ultimately experience eternal life. Now please look at John 16 verse 33, if you did perhaps bring your Bible with today. John 16, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. 16 and verse 33. And it says there, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. What did I say? Jesus came to overcome and to make you an overcomer. This scripture backs up the fact that he did overcome. It says, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Think about it for a moment that the God that we serve is not subject to any kind of evil power or there's nothing that's holding him back. No, he has obtained victory for you. He has obtained victory for me. He has overcome. So Jesus came to be victorious and to overcome. And that is exactly what he did. Number two, as you are born again, you become an overcomer. And I'd like to take you to a very important scripture, 1 John 5 and verse 4. If you can turn there with me, it will be great. 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4. It says here, verse 4 and 5 actually, listen to these words, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. So firstly, now we've, we've seen that Jesus overcame. He was born to overcome. But now it says, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Our faith in Jesus Christ. Who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. I'm declaring to you today the truth of God's Word. This is what God's Word says. Now, I found this very powerful. This was, in essence, the main scripture that I wanted to leave with you today. And it says this. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Now... This tells us that if you are born of God, you're an overcomer. But what does it mean to be born of God? What is this actually all about? 
And I'd like to take you to John chapter 3, just to explain something about that. John chapter 3, and we're looking at verse 1 up to verse 7. There was a man of the Pharisees, John 3 verse 1, named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God. I'd like to paraphrase. We can see that you're an overcomer. We can see that there's something different about you. For no man can do these things that you do unless God is with him. And Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit... He cannot enter the kingdom of God. Born of water speaks of a physical, fleshly birth. That's why when the water breaks, pretty soon afterwards, the baby is coming. Unless one is born of the water, that's natural birth, and the spirit that's been born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I say to you, you must be born again. So, in order for us to be born of God, we must be born again. Basically, those two words you can use, those two phrases you can use interchangeably. Born of God, born again. But we have to go back to the scripture. It says, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. My question to you, sir, ma'am, younger person, older person, is are you born of God? Are you born again? Because it's limited. There is a condition to being an overcomer. The Bible says the condition is those who are born of God. In other words, those who are born again, they automatically receive the DNA of the ultimate overcomer, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know what? This should make every single person on the face of the earth want to yearn and long to be born again so that they can become overcomer. 1 John 5 verse 4, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. This only becomes a reality when we are born again. The third aspect is get a vision for overcoming in your life. I have the privilege of interacting with lots of people and meeting and uh, getting to uh, chat to lots of people in the things that I do. And you know what? I've realized that overcoming has two aspects. It has the positional aspect 
and it has the experiential aspect. In other words, there's many of us who have become born again and therefore, positionally, in Jesus Christ, we are overcomers. But I see many people not experiencing victory in their lives. I see many people overwhelmed by the troubles of this world. I see many people battling with the cares of this world and the struggles of life and, and some people who struggle to, to even face going into 2011. But you know what? The Bible says, whatever is born of God automatically overcomes the world. That is, if you're born again, your position in Christ. But I felt the Lord wanted me to say to you today that it must not only be your spiritual position in Christ being an overcomer, it needs to be your experience. It needs to be your day-to-day living out. That not only am I positionally an overcomer, but in the day-to-day things that I'm putting my hand to, in my family environment, I'm an overcomer. In my relational environment, I'm an overcomer. In the working environment, I'm an overcomer. You know, I'm thinking of, maybe there's some people who are estate agents here today. And yes, the market has been very tough. And there's been, it hasn't been the ideal time to sell lots of properties. But you know what? You can make that your frame of reference. You can make what the economists and everyone are saying your frame of reference, and you can be so discouraged. But if you will take God at His word, which says, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. If you begin to take that as your frame of reference and begin to walk in the reality, I believe you will sell more properties because your faith is not in your own ability or inability or the markets, whatever. Your faith is in God who has placed the seed, that DNA of an overcomer in you and you can overcome. God can make you a well-watered garden in a time of famine. God can cause you to overcome. I was thinking of some people, there's many in this church, that you apply for government tenders in different things that you do and and, uh, the kind of work that you're in. And you can say, well, I haven't got this and I haven't got that and and the government's not spending. Or you can let your frame of reference be Whatever is born of God, and that's me, I'm born again, overcomes the world. Thank you, God, that as I prepare these tenders, your blessing is upon them. Thank you that as I prepare these tenders, your favor is upon them. And I'm trusting, Lord, that you're going to help me to overcome. If it's not this tender that's going to come through, I thank you that very soon one will come through. Maybe if you're in the area of sales, don't be discouraged by what's going on around about you, you begin to look at what God's Word says. And it says, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Jesus was born to overcome and to make you an overcomer. Now, yes, sometimes in order to overcome, it requires persistence. And persistence, I would like to suggest, is made up of, uh, sorry, perseverance is made up of persistence and severe. (laughs) Sometimes 
Things that we need to face are severe. And sometimes we've got to put our heads down and we've got to go for it, even though it's very difficult. But I believe that as we continue to faithfully persist, even when things are severe, persevere, I believe that victory is inevitable for children of God. I'm drawing to a close, and I want to say that as you anticipate 2011, allow this verse to shape your thinking. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Jesus did not come to overcome and then to let his children be defeated. Jesus came to overcome all the power of the enemy, and he came to make you an overcomer too. Does anybody say amen this morning? Jesus was born to overcome and to make you an overcomer. We rebuke the spirit of heaviness in this place that sometimes tries to grab, not in this place, but that tries to grab a hold of us. We rebuke defeat over people's lives, even today. We rebuke the sense that I can't get on top. We rebuke this ideology that some people have that I'm always going to struggle in my life. In the name of Jesus, by the power of God's word, we rebuke those thinking today. And we say, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And in Romans 8, verse 37, it says, Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. I would like to close by inviting people to pray a prayer after me, and then we will end the service thereafter. This is a very specific prayer of salvation. You heard clearly that you have to be born of God in order to overcome. You heard very clearly that you have to be born again in order to overcome. You know what? I'm sure there's probably at least 20 people in this audience today that are not sure if they've been born again. The Bible says in 1 John 5 verse 12, He who has the Son has life. In other words, becomes born into new life, becomes born again. But the Bible also says, He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. And I would like to lead you in a prayer. If you are not certain that you are born again, if you are not certain that you are born of God, I'd like to lead you in a prayer. I'm not going to call anybody to the front today, but I want to lead you in this prayer. Let's just bow our heads for a moment. And if you desire to be born of God, to be born again, by simply praying this prayer in your heart, and believing it in your heart, it can happen in this moment that you can become born again. Now in your heart, just repeat this prayer quietly after me. Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to be my Savior. Thank you for showing your awesome love to me. I ask forgiveness for my sins and turn away from them. I invite you into my life. 
be my Lord and Savior. And from this day, I begin a personal relationship with you. I choose to live for you, Jesus Christ. Grant me your supernatural ability to be a conqueror. Grant me your power to overcome. I pray this with all my heart in Jesus' name. Now let's keep our heads bowed and our eyes closed for a moment. I said I'm not going to call people to the front to respond to that prayer, but I do believe that it would be wonderful if those people could, in a moment's time, raise their hand and that I could acknowledge every hand that is raised saying, yes, I prayed that prayer and I believe that I've become born again now. So with everyone's heads bowed, everyone's eyes closed, no one looking around, except for the people that prayed that prayer, would those people just look up at me and raise a hand so I can see it and say thank you and acknowledge that hand. In this block on my right hand side, if you prayed that prayer to become born again, raise your hand nice and high. I would like to acknowledge hands. Thank you. You can look at me as you do. Thank you. Anybody else in this block on my right hand side, have the boldness just to raise your hand. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? Just raise your hand high enough. Thank you so that I can see it and acknowledge that you have prayed that prayer. One last opportunity. Raise your hand nice and high if you would like to say, yes, I prayed that prayer. In the block on my left-hand side, if you prayed that prayer to be born again, would you raise your hand nice and high and look at me until I acknowledge your hand. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Wonderful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. Wonderful, wonderful. And lastly, in the center block, if you prayed that prayer to become born again, raise your hand nice and high and keep it up until I've acknowledged it. Thank you, 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 wonderful, thank you, thank you, thank you. Wow, wow. Can we give those people a hand? God bless you, hands. Now, just to say to everybody that prayed that prayer, if you would like, there is a, a free book available in the front for you. It's a book that my father, Pastor Ed Rabert, wrote called Welcome into the Family of God. I would encourage you to get it and to read it within one day. Now, would you stand as we close in prayer? And in closing, I want to remind you that Jesus was born to overcome and to make you an overcomer. What is the scripture that, that we need to remember as we go out of this place? The scripture is, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Heavenly Father, I speak your greatest blessing over everyone here today. 
Lord, would you bless us especially on this Christmas day. We just say thank you and we rejoice in your goodness. I pray that you would anoint everybody here with the oil of joy. I pray that you'd fill their hearts with peace. And we bless everyone and we say you are overcomers in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand. God bless you. And a blessed Christmas to you.